You are now listening to The Secret Life of a Grad Student. I'm Megan. I'm Laura, and we are two grad students who want to share the untold stories of graduate students past and present. This mini-series of Secret Life of a Graduate Student is about faith and science. Before we start our episode on why we want to talk about faith and science, Laura and I wanted you guys to know that we are not endorsing any religion throughout this mini-series. And we also wanted to remind you to be kind and open-minded as our interviewees share their thoughts and experiences with us over the next few weeks. Anyway, enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Hi. So, yeah, we're here to introduce our new mini-series on faith and science. Yeah, so we're going to cover in this episode why we want to talk about faith and science, like, as it applies to grad school. Okay, cool. So what we mean by faith and science for this mini-series is people who actively practice and who are also devoted to their faith or religion in both grad school and beyond grad school as scientists. And uh, I also just wanted to start out with a really interesting statistic. It's from a 2009 Pew survey, which I'm pretty sure is reliable. And it was really interesting and sort of surprising to me. So they they surveyed um, scientists from all different areas of science and found that 30 to 40% of biologists, chemists, physicists, geosciences who responded to the survey identified themselves as religious and then there was also like an additional 10 percent from there that identified themselves as believing in some sort of higher power Mm -hmm. and then there was another five or six percent that identified themselves as like i'm not going to respond to this question which i also thought oh interesting but you you say, it's funny because you say you were surprised to see 30 to 40% because it, it seems a lot to you. Yeah, it seems like a lot to me. Like that, that is really not, that's not a small minority of people no, who are no, religious in science. What I didn't look at though, and I probably should have, was like whether the survey was specific to scientists in the United States or global. Yeah. Because I imagine like the distributions are probably different. Sorry, I didn't check. So you can, you, no, can, no, it's okay. you can look it up. But that's funny that you find that surprising because as the, you're going to listen, guys, that on our, this episode, uh, Megan and I, we are not uh, strong believers in God. Yeah. Uh, we grew up in very religious, um, I mean, Megan more than me, environment. But I think also we have to place like that we are right now living in the Bay Area and we are surrounded mostly by people who are not religious. The Bay Area is not the representation of the United States. Like, I believe that if you go elsewhere, then the communities of religious people are more present than here. Right. So that's why we are surprised. But it doesn't mean that maybe for you it's absolutely not surprising and maybe you'd be surprised that it is so low. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I guess like one of the things from the study was like, the, the distribution of religious people globally. So they sampled non-scientists and scientists and like non-scientists, like there's definitely higher number of people, okay. higher percentage of people were religious than those who are scientists, mm-hmm. which is something else. But I still thought it was interesting. I, I definitely have like a biased perspective on all of this. And I'm really happy that like 
this is forcing me to do my research. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's also why we wanted to talk about faith and science. I guess it's because we might have our own bias about the question. And we wanted to challenge ourselves and our beliefs about the questions. And this is what we are trying with you, all of you that are listening to us, to bring you on our journey about what is faith and science and our interviewers. uh, Yeah, stories. So just to say, this mini-series on faith and science is not about challenging religious scientists, but rather celebrating them and, and going towards this, like, challenge our preconceptions about, oh, if you're a scientist, you shall not be a religious person. As I'm going to say later, we might think this is just oil and water, when for those people, it's not. And, right. and they're going to explain us. And, and I think this is just going to be beautiful to listen about their story. Yeah, like this, this is really about, as it always is with our miniseries, it's about celebrating people and their differences. Yeah, exactly. Um, in this case, I guess like the differences from us is that they're, they're faithful to religion. Yeah, and, and I think we'll touch on this later. So I guess in terms of like the order of how we talk about things, do you want to talk about like some of the things that we're excited about to like hear about in terms of faith and science? Or do you want to just kind of jump into our personal stories? I don't really know what I'm going to be able, I mean, what I'm going to discover. I'm really going to, we we have those questions, of course, but I'm really letting myself being surprised and and I'm really trying to not come with any expectation because I I don't know, really don't. That's true. That's very true. I feel like for the other interviews that we've done, like we've sort of had like a good understanding of what we were going to find. But this Mm -hmm. one, I think, is really just out of our wheelhouse. I do have a couple of things that I'm excited about, though. Yeah, like if if like the people we interview talk about these things, these are the things that I think might be interesting. Religion as a form of life balance. Yes. Super interesting. Like just the like we talked about life balance in another mini series and how important it is to find things outside of grad school to occupy your time and that can sort of help you do your science mm-hmm. and i think religion can have all these community aspects to it that you know it's like it's life balance is sort of built into being religious in a lot of cases and i guess i'm really excited to hear about that yeah so just for this like life balance and I just remembered I studied Latin when I was uh, in school long long time ago and actually why do you like why what does that mean a religion it means religere in Latin and that means bring people together religere so this is why it doesn't have to be something about oh you're either a scientist or you're either a religious person. Like you can want to like explore the world and have questions to ask and look and seek for the answers, and at the same time belong to a community yeah. and uh, <laughs> and just want to uh, I don't know um, celebrate God. I really like that religere. Is mm-hmm. that what I say right? Okay. the The other thing that I'm interested in learning about is religion means commitment in my mind. You're committed to something. And if you're a scientist and if you're in grad school, you're committed to something other than your PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I'm very curious about how that commitment can potentially be challenging in grad mm-hmm. school. And the example that I'll give, and it's kind of related to my own religious background, is 
being Orthodox Jewish means that Saturdays, Friday nights and Saturdays are off limits. Like you can't do, you can't do work because you practice Shabbat and like you're committed to that. But like a lot of people are driven to work on the weekends. And if you're competing with other people who are able to work on the weekends, like you might feel pressure. So I'm really interested in hearing about the ties to faith and the ties to religion that enable people to go above and beyond for their faith rather Mm -hmm. than like fall into just following like what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. I'm so interested in that. Yeah. The other thing is like family ties. Like if you're religious and you come from a religious background and your family is maybe, you know, they're not so into science. Mm -hmm. Like how does that affect your relationship with your family? Being a scientist. So yeah. 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 So these are all the things that I'm really excited to learn about from the people that we're talking to. Yeah. Well, I hope they're going to have the answers that you're looking for. It's just like, it's, it's, it's so human. And, and I, I like that about our podcast. Yes. (laughs) I mean, there is definitely a lot on the matter online. If you're very interested about exploring further about faith and science, I think another thing that I was, I was talking with my friends about this episode because I was like, I don't know, we don't really know where to start, but they were like, yeah, we, when we think about the history of uh, religion and science, we like, so actually the history, history, religious people, like priest people, some yep. were actually mathematicians and they were like saying to like challenge the idea of like how the mm-hmm. earth and the world started, but they were not at all welcome into the community for challenging what, uh, at least in the Christians are. Um, aspect. Well, well, like you could give the example, I was for someone who was accepted as like Gregor Mendel, the father of modern day genetics was a monk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess his, the end of his life was kind of sad. Um, <laughs> I don't know about it. <laughs> but, but he was still a monk. Like a lot of, a lot of people who did like early science were like very religious. Like Darwin was very religious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he was, it was not very, uh, his theory was not accepted by the, uh, by the church oh absolutely not. yeah so that still brings like a little like problem <laughs> yeah well we could get into like a whole long yeah right so there is so much on the matter this is not what we're going to do but this is kind of like where we are coming from with our own biases and our, our questions so yeah so there is there is a lot of things there will be two TED Talks that I've been listening and they were very interesting. Uh, one is uh, Tony Jack. He talked about a very scientific approach to understand spirituality. So with like uh, brain scans and everything, that was very, very interesting. So if you are a strong scientist and you, in, for you like religion is oil and water, well, have a look at that. Mm-hmm. And the other one, much more on the philosophical aspect was Jeff Lieberman on the TED Talk talk which was more science and spirituality yeah. and uh, and that was uh, much more on the um, like the the meaning that i that i talked before about religion, like bringing people together it was more about explaining what the science and the philosophy is about that so i would just like uh, recommend that if you want to uh, explore further about the questions of faith and science so <laughs> let's uh let's go straight to the point like do you yeah. believe in in god megan and can you tell us about your own relationship with uh, religion because you say you mentioned before you uh grew up as a 
Jew in the Jewish community, a Jewish yeah. Orthodox community. Orthodox Jewish, yeah. Um, so the short answer to that is like, no, I don't okay. believe in God. And I think like my relationship with religion has been somewhat tumultuous. Uh, and like if, if I had to like summarize it, I would say my religious life sort of led to my life in science in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. So again, I grew up Orthodox Jewish. I'm like from this very small, um, insulated community in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a Jewish day school. Just to give like a little bit more background, because there may be some confusion, there are ultra-Orthodox Jewish people, which like you may imagine is like the people who wear like the black suits and the, and the hats and have like the little curly hairs and the long beards. That's not mm-hmm. how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have cousins that, are, that grew up that way, but I didn't grow up that way. More, we're in like the more uh, modern Orthodox sect. So basically we, we were modern in that like I was allowed to wear pants as a kid. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's like the most modern thing that I was allowed to do. <laughs> <laughs> but like we, uh, we practiced uh, Shabbat. And for those of you who don't know, I sort of touched on it a little bit earlier, but it's, it's basically like a 25 hour period on the weekend, Friday to Saturday, where we do our day of rest. And the day of rest is basically like where we don't use electricity, we don't spend money, we don't drive cars or anything like that. We don't do work. That's, the, that's really the main thing. We're not allowed to do work in that time. So I grew up practicing that. Every Saturday, like, we didn't turn lights on. The more extreme people, I guess, didn't even rip toilet paper. But that's, oh. yeah, they, like, people used to, um, like, rip their toilet paper into sheets before Shabbat started. Oh, wow. Uh, but did you, so it means that you were not reading as well? We could read. Okay. Reading, reading is, like, more of, like, a pleasure but like if you didn't turn a light on you'd have to like you and you wanted to read and it was dark like you couldn't yeah definitely. Uh, but then there are all these like workarounds that I'm not gonna get into it's it's very, very complicated my it, it's yeah it's I could write a whole book on it <laughs> if I wanted to but I don't like writing that's why we're podcasting <laughs> um but Let's see. So I, I grew up really religious. And I, I guess like, uh, when I was younger, I just like, like something didn't quite fit for me in religion. Like I, like, I think I asked a lot of questions and then would get answers like, it's just a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And that was such a turnoff to me. And mm-hmm. I loved like, I loved math, and then like, slowly started to love science. I guess I got it in my head that the two things were like oil and water and that they Mm -hmm. didn't mix. And specifically when we started to learn about evolution, I was like, okay, so do I believe in like the creation story that I've like learned about since I was in first grade when we had to like read the book of Genesis in Hebrew? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, do I believe that story or do I believe in like this other thing that says God didn't create the world and and organisms kind of evolved and eventually that's how humans arose. And that started like when I was about 13 and I kept asking questions and kept being given just answers that weren't satisfying. Yeah, and I think like it just continuously like drove a wedge between me and my religion where like I was, became really combative. And like Mm -hmm. 
if you talk to like any of my friends from back then, they would be like, oh my God, Megan was just like so combative, like about religion. She would argue with every single teacher. Um, we couldn't like get through the class because she would just be like, I don't believe in this, which I guess wasn't really fair to everyone. I grew up, uh, I, I left the religious community and I think like now I can sort of look back on it. You know, I'm, I'm out of it and it's, you know, I'm in like a more secular environment and I, I look back on it and I, I'm not like, I don't, I don't think that I would be as, or that I am as combative as I was in yeah. my teenage years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like who, who wasn't combative? <laughs> yes. I was like, <laughs> you don't have to justify yourself. You're a teenager. <laughs> I, okay. I am only ever combative teenager. <laughs> <laughs> teenager that has ever had angst in their lives. Um, so I, yeah, like looking back on it, I'm just like, okay, I have, I still have friends that are very faithful to their religion. And like, you know, we've sort of learned how to make peace with it. And I think like, I talk to them about why they practice religion and stuff like that. And it's not like, or why they continue to practice. And like one, it's, they still believe in God. And I think mm -hmm. for me, like, that's just not, that's just not going to happen. I think I've cut ties with God. God and I don't have a great relationship. <laughs> but, you know, I, I see them and they're still in it. And I'm not like, why are you still in it? Like, what are you doing with your life? It's like, I get it. Like, you're part of a community. This brings you joy. Yeah, I bet. So, Laura, what about you? Are you, are you religious? Do you believe in God? What's your relationship with religion? So, like you, short answer, no, I don't believe in God, and no, I'm not religious. Um, but um, my relationship with religion, well, it's been quite of a journey. So, yeah, I, I, I grew up as a Catholic. I was baptized when I was one years old. Um, then I went to catechism school. I don't know how to say in English. Catholic in French, it's catechism. How do you say? Catholic school. Oh, Catholic, so, okay. Uh, and I did my first uh, communion when I was seven. So I learned about all the stories about God, Jesus, three wise men, the Holy Spirit, you name it. Uh, and so in my head, when I was going to those classes, it was kind of like magical. And as a kid, I wanted to believe in magic. So why not? <laughs> so that was kind of like how, yeah, how, like it wasn't a, uh, a problem to go to church on Sunday morning, like when you're a kid, you're really a follower. Like if your parents are doing it, you're doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and my sister were doing it. So I was like, I felt I was part of the mood. I felt I was part of a community, right? But eventually, because my mom was not so keen in having like being super religious and I was going just to public school, I, I dropped the uh, Catholic school to focus myself on other activities like music, uh, sports, and things like that. And that was quite of a lot of extracurricular activities to, on top of that, have like Catholic school. So she was like, that's okay. I guess you, did, you had your education in terms of like your culture. But with my dad, we were still going to church during the weekend. And so I started to get older and paying more attention to what actually the priest was saying. And the things that I was hearing, uh, and that was for me like 
didn't feel very good about it was that the man is the chief of the woman, the woman has to listen, to be devoted, to be submissive to their husbands. Oh, can I just can I has, say it's very yeah. similar, like it's very, very similar in Judaism and like yeah. I definitely felt a lot of the same things, a lot of yeah. those pressures. Exactly. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> so, so yeah, so all the things about the fact that the woman has to be sensible, sweet and calm, like, and... And at the same time, the story about the fact that Eve was outrageous temptation to, the, to Adam and that because of her, we are no longer in paradise. So thanks, woman. <laughs> and so for that, I felt like a lot of, um, I didn't feel very good about being a woman. I felt that, yeah, we were like the, the burden of society and all the misery that we were going through, you know, and we were just flesh and temptation for men. So like that kind of was like, Growing up with that, when I was 14, I was like, it, 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 was, um, it was not like a, a strong rebellion like, like you had, not at all. It was more quiet one, but it was like definitely in me. And if I was thinking about it, I will not question it. But at the same time, I will not feel good about that. And then it, from like 14 to 18, like I went kind of like on this journey of like asking questions to people but I will not ask them to adult I will ask to friends uh, like I remember when I went to Florence in Italy and we were with my class and we were visiting the terms of church and things like that and I had friends surrounded around me that didn't didn't grow up as a religious and and then they, when I was asking them about like what they think about the matter they were like, yeah, well, with all this science that we have today, like, how can we still believe that this is God's will or God's faith or God's, uh, like, whatever? Like, before, we couldn't explain what lightning was. So we were just like, oh, God is angry. Uh, or when we had the black beast and things like that, like, oh, God is, like, want to punish us and things like that. And, but with today, with science, we actually understand all those <laughs> mechanisms. So I guess those just people are like, you know, like... Um, uh, they just like believe in fairy tales, but with science, we cannot have it all figure it out, right? So how can we still believe in that? And then I was like, saying to be like, yeah, it's true. Like, I'm not a kid anymore. Like, I know it's not magical. <laughs> so, and so I, I felt that I was completely underpinated by all this, the storytelling. And so like, you more like, wait a second, right? It's not cool. Like... That means that I don't have to feel guilty about being a woman. And because if I can reject that part about the scientific part, I can reject that one too, that being a woman is not being mm -hmm. the temptation and the, and the burden of the society. <laughs> like, whatever. And so I was like, yeah, I like that. I reject it all. <laughs> so it's just like, I was like, I don't want to continue to like do the, you you have the confirmation, like you confirm your faith into God. Like when you're 14, yeah. I like, I rejected all. I was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not a believer. I don't believe in God. Like I was like, and, and yeah, and I believe in science. And I was like, I don't believe in God. And I believe in science. <laughs> like, like, oil, water. <laughs> like in my hand, I was not together. <laughs> and so in the moment, I felt very great, liberated, but also very angry into like people giving me those beliefs in my head. So yeah, so I, I, I decided to become a scientist and, and I don't know if I realized in the process that being a scientist was actually like 
in my head rejecting being religious. I don't know if I had a clear cut, but today with some retrospective, I was like, I think I, I had. <laughs> I had like this, uh, let's go to, towards science because that's going towards the truth and going away from religion. It was not conscious, but I think I did it this way. So then I had the bachelor, I had the master, now on my way for my PhD. And when I thought that all this process will bring me closer to the truth, but actually more I think about it and more I'm like, wait a second, we have it so not figured it out. Like, yes, we are scientists and we are trying to get answers, but getting the absolute truth, there's no way we're going to get that, at least not in my, in my existence. Yeah. So, so I kind of like rewinding the movie about spirituality and science. And maybe it doesn't have to be water and oil. And maybe it was very arrogant to me to think that because I would be a scientist, I would feel superior to the religious people and because I know better than them. That's, I think right. I'm more like, okay, let's, let's maybe keep calm. Like, <laughs> like, because I can see how this is actually difficult to like go towards the truth and go towards uh, answering questions yeah. and that it's, there's so much more to figure it out. Can I add yeah. to that and just say like, I, I agree. And I feel like part of being a scientist is sort of accepting this, like, I don't know reality, the reality of like, we're going toward the truth, but like at the end of the day, like you don't really know anything, you know, you find something that has evidence and things are constantly being overturned and it's really, it's really fluid. Um, and so to reject religion on the basis of like, it's not truth is very anti-science. Maybe. Yeah. So like, I, I see that I can see that logic. Yeah, exactly. And um, so anyway, as, as this, like, I'm thinking about spirituality in science, like, I'm not saying that I'm back to church and I'm back to like studying Catholicism. I'm, I don't, I'm not interested about that. But what actually brought me closer to spirituality was discovering much more about nature in California. And this uh, feeling of like going hiking and camping for a weekend and getting all out, like all the, all the work, all the, the, the very fizziness of uh, the, the streets and all that. And when you go to in nature, in the middle of nowhere, you just feel like complete, regenerated. And, and so maybe it's like somebody would, would go to church would feel this way. For me, it's more like when I go out there and I don't hear the noise of the civilization, if I can tell. <laughs> and, and, I will, like, and then I will have this uh, feeling of being very serene and calm. And so and in front of nature, when I look out, Today, when I'm doing my PhD, I'm studying organisms. I'm like I'm so fascinated with, like, with so few that we know, but how much nature actually figure it out. And by observing that, I much more have my humility, I think, back. And, uh, and I can't pretend anymore that we know it all. And there is so much more to discover in terms of science and philosophy that we haven't. Yeah. And I actually realized that since I started my PhD, how few we actually know. And it can be disorienting and hopeless in the sense of like how much there is to do. Mm -hmm. But if I go on a weekend in nature and I resource myself, I just know that I have to keep going 
because nature figured it out and I just have to learn from it and understand it and work with it. And in that aspect, there is no longer uh, the woman has to be this and do that. And like, we don't place me into a place that I have to be in this box. So that's why I have, I'm not like back in, in church and so on, but I definitely no longer as well on the other extreme of thinking that, oh, this is all just science. And because I'm, I feel I just find maybe a certain in between where I feel peace with myself. And I think it's, uh, it's more my journey with my religion, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is at all relevant, but like your, the way that you described your like journey with religion, it reminded me of something. Um, it reminded me of something like from something I learned from when I was a kid. Uh, I guess your use of the word humility in particular reminded me of this. I participated in like a weekend Jewish getaway thing uh, where they did like some like lectures on like, you know, how to best practice your faith. I, I went because my friends were going. I wasn't really interested, but like as like a student, I was like, okay, well, I'll just listen to them talk and take it in. And um, there was this thing that they were talking about on the subject of like humility and religion and like how that plays a role in like being a devout Jewish person in this example. And like one of the things that I kind of took away from that was like that being Jewish is about surrendering your perception of knowing everything. Mm -hmm. And obviously like they wanted you to take the leap of faith and say like, I don't know anything and therefore I believe in God. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess like something we can maybe find some overlap in between faith and science like if we're looking is like this idea of just surrendering uh the notion that you know everything yeah and i guess for scientists it's like okay well we don't know everything so let's set up uh experiments following the scientific method and like see if we can set up controls and like find answers and for mm -hmm. religious people it's like i believe in god at least we figure it out with our interviewers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get so deep with them, honestly. <laughs> like, we, we can be deep together. But, like, I think, like, I, I do think it's hard to get into these really deep discussions with strangers. Yeah. And short amount of time, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I guess we're sort of out of time. Is yeah, um, one more thing, um, just if there's any French people that are listening to this podcast, well, I recommend this uh, book. It's a graphic novel uh, uh, illustrated and telling by Florence Dupré de la Tour, and the name is Pucel, which means virgin woman in English, and it's, uh, it's her relationship during her childhood about her sexuality and religion and how that uh, we impacted her and uh, so she's uh, she's telling she's illustrating like very well and I think I I I read that book in one bite like I didn't like <laughs> stop until I was done <laughs> and I really enjoyed it because I felt a lot of um, echo in terms of how you grow up in a religious church catholic uh, and a woman yeah. So uh, I would say if you are curious about it, I think she's pretty intense and I will like look at her work. It's, uh, it's very nice. 
So yeah, um, I think we, we basically covered it all. Well, thank you everyone for listening to us and we hope you're going to enjoy this uh, mini-series. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thanks. Thanks for listening to Secret Life of a Graduate Student. Next week, we release our first Faith and Science interview with Catholic graduate student Abigail Miller. Also, we're excited because we have a new Twitter handle. So let us know what you think. Give us a like, a follow, a tweet. At Life of Grad. Till next time. Bye.